0: So I think, why don't we do this all the time? <laughs> certainly is what keeps me alive anyway. <laughs> but I think one of the strange uh, you know, problems is that these words, they're not difficult. you know, love, compassion, kindness, goodwill. We know what these. We know what these are. We've got these pretty common words, common ideas, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. As we know them, then along behind that comes the, the idea: you should be. You should be loving. You should be. <laughs> if you're not. <laughs> Something wrong with you? Bad, evil, nasty. Uh, should be. Uh, yeah. You should turn it on. You should be able to turn it on and direct it all directions. So it's a kind of um, almost like a, a duty and a measure, an ident- a measure of your identity. How much of a loving person are you? That wasn't a very compassionate thing you just said, was it? Mm. <laughs> Do you know what happens there? Well, the self-image comes in, doesn't it? Yeah. And which what uh, self-image comes in. And that self-image is an aspect of that which actually divides us. So I was talking about this sense of separation yeah, me, you, us, other creatures, people in America, people in Mexico, yeah, separate, separate, good guys, bad guys, you yeah. know, mm. Muslims, Jews, whatever, separate, mm. Mm. and that goes right down to the basis of me, you, mm. separate, and sense of self is self-conscious and it's ingrained, it's established and it's this sense of separate self which should be all kinds of things is actually by creating that separate self by creating that cut-off individual is removed from the source of its genuine unfettered goodwill. It's like we try to put an ocean in a bottle and you wonder why there aren't any fish in there, why it's not very fresh, you've corked it up, why it's not very fresh, where the seagull has gone so you try and create some you can to put the ocean in a bottle called me and there are various um, factors that generate that self-view and there's both um, the fact that we certainly experience these bodies That well my one ends here and yours is over there true enough Mm -hmm. but am I really inside this me thing or is this just a sensory experience that I can see with my eyes but when I go into my heart I a sense of some kind of warm, bright space mm, that I can transmit to this into this physical form, but actually I'm not it's not inside that warm, bright domain of heart. Right? So I wouldn't say gratitude lives in my ear, and compassion lives in my knee, yeah. <laughs> and my uh, thinking bit happens up in top of my head. That's where I am then, and you know, sort of like stuck inside this thing. Well, that's definitely you know an understandable notion because if we keep seeing this thing, they tell you this is you and take photographs of it. Understandable. But along with that, once once that's become, there's all kinds of other things that occur. Like, well, it's not very big, is it? It's a bit weak, isn't it? I don't like the colour of that one. You're not as good as he is, or she is, or they are. That's just around a body. And then then it builds up. There's a huge amount of, once you've been targeted as an independent, separate self, the pressure's on to make that achieve and become... Right, the supreme, which was the whole issue I was talking about earlier. Right, I mean nobody would probably say they're the supreme, but you don't want to be second best. You don't want to be third. You don't want to be end of the end of the line, you know. So there's a kind of push to you know, make it, and they say, okay, well here here are the here are the qualifications. We have brilliant, bright, intelligent, cheerful, loving. Compassionate, grateful, you know, obedient, comfortable, serene, placid, emotionally clear. That's that's what we want to be. One of those, enlightened as well, by by the way. But you know why not? So how do I get that? And you think, oh goodness me, this is a bottle trying to become an ocean, and it's just glass. We're identifying glass, you know, and you say, what happens if you open the bottle? You know, unfettered, unrestricted. But the problem is that we once we're in, in that self-view, and this occurs and is very much encouraged in individualistic culture, society, get a job, get ahead, be the best, be a good sport, run faster, work harder, become more intelligent, look prettier, stronger, more capable, cooler, whatever then of course love gets thrown in there and um, you know, both are something you should have and also something that's given to you if you do the right thing if you do the right thing I'll give you my love, if you do the wrong thing I'll take it away i am to disapprove of you if you do the wrong thing so behave yourself then you get a little bit of love Don't behave yourself, throw a tantrum, get angry, I'm going to take it away. Love is a reward for good boys and good girls. So then that message keeps going on. Well, you know, you can ice skate well, so here's some love. You couldn't do it very well. Uh, Yeah, well, no, no, no. So love is a reward. Uh, And you give it to other people. If they've done nice things, you give them some love. Thank you very much, give them some love. Well, you know, so so we're conditioning it to peak performances. Well this is disastrous because the one thing you know about peaks is they get taller and taller and taller. A molehill is not good enough. And it goes on up. Right? So, who can do that? So if we're looking at love as a reward, it's a kind of punishment. Because behind that comes, if you're not, I will take it away. And once it's taken away, the sense of disconnect, I'm not going to give you any good energy. You are outcast. And although this is a strong language, this is a fundamental um, training system that human beings do. Not just when they're kids, but all the way up, you know. And how compassionate is that? How, how embracing is that? How loving is that? It's not, is it? It's a uh, travesty. It's not a reward. It's also not just a social courtesy. I mean, you've, I, think, I think having a loving heart is a reward. You know, it's a reward in yourself that's not dependent upon your performance or your physique you know, or whatever. You know. It's also not just about being nice light. Mm. It's a bit bigger than that, isn't it? It's not a palliative, make make the pain go away. But isn't it something when we consider the possibilities that may occur on occasion where there's an unfettered receptivity to another? Or to your own heart, unfettered receptivity to receive it. With no comparison, no measuring, no should-bes. Not to receive it through the intellect, receive it from the heart. Be sensitive to it. A wish to be there, a willingness to be present on the heart level. An unfettered receptivity to all of it. Dull bits, bright bits, tangled bits. And see what happens. Maybe the compassion comes in, gladness, appreciation, maybe serenity, equanimity. Oh, it's like this now. Never mind, we, we'll continue, we'll continue. We won't close down stay present, an unfettered receptivity to the felt experience, not the outward performance, not the math, not the degree, not the promotion, not the politeness, not the outward performance, but to the felt experience of a human being. The real one, with its parrot, with its mysteries and conundrums and wounding and passions and impulses, not condoning it, not rejecting it, just receptive to it, and see what happens. Receptive, and then the, the unfettered expression of heart towards the predicament, the felt experience, an unfettered expression which not really a verbal expression but a heartful expression just that may that be well not you have to be well but may that may the fear may the regret may the pain may they appreciate may they appreciate the goodness the beauty may they find their dignity within all this this is the healer isn't it so love is in receptivity which begins to heal us from the unacknowledged pain of separation where I cut you off I've already decided what I'm going to say before you even start talking so we kind of so that and the unthinkable expression where I where, you know, allow yourself to be touched by experience and trust what emerges. It's not not necessarily a smooth-fashioned, you know, Christmas card love. It can be impulsive, changing, shifting, you know, the idea is that as we cultivate that it begins to, to itself moderate and level because you can't start out with it absolutely totally straight and clear you start, you start somewhere and begin to moderate when the impulse is too strong or you know, and to cultivate this which is can be cultivated I mean, I'm saying it's also innate once we begin to gently remove the barriers, the dismissiveness, the don't care, the indifference, the it's impossible, or he doesn't deserve it, or he's too mean anyway, you know, get out of the planet, and so to remove that. That's, then if that's removed, or Dwindled, taken down, yeah. moderating it. We line up three particular positions. You could say this is a little bit technical, maybe, but there's the object that which we that which we attend to. And how is that? How do you configure someone when you meet another person? When you even meet yourself? What's those immediate impulse perceptions that arise? Yeah. probably a certain sense of, you know, fear. I don't know. Okay, that's okay. Now, before we jump into labelling and naming, could the first, or trying to prove what we are, could the first movement be just a breathing being? Heartful being, somewhere in there. Place that, the object, just like me, fears pain, just like me, experiences sorrow, experiences loss or die, doesn't want to die. Just like me gets confused, just like me gets upset, could that be there? Second possibility, the subject, the me. Mm -hmm. Can I get past the self-image, the self-perception that I carry of being just an ordinary there, you know, or didn't really make it like this, or I'm getting a bit past it, or you know, I came up a rocky road and you yeah, know, got this history and you know, let's face it, <laughs> it's not going to go very far. Just, well, let's just just put a halt on that. Get beneath that, you know, to, it's breathing, it's sensitive, it feels. Does there have to be any, does there have to be more qualifications are not needed <laughs> for this particular practice? Hmm. So, in, may this being just, may this being be able to, to, to breathe well. May this being be able to just open their heart. Doesn't have to be a big heart, small heart. Just open it. Doesn't have to be. I'm not a particularly emotional person. Doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't get all these highs. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm a very emotional person. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever it is, just to kind of open that with a sense of may this be honoured, respected. This is an element in the universe, it doesn't not like anything else, it doesn't have to be like any model. Have some dignity, have some respect. Third base, what's the energy that moves between the subject and the object? The state of consciousness you could say. And so pretty quickly we can recognise you know that. The fear consciousness, or the rage consciousness, or the jealousy, or the nervousness, or the anxiety, or the passion. Can this just be unfettered by those pushes and pulls, to push away or to pull towards? I don't want to possess you. I don't want to shut you. I don't want to run away from you. I don't want to grab hold of you. So just if you put aside those, put aside those, you don't have to create anything. If you put aside these distortions, the heart energy is naturally. This is what we call true um, goodwill, metta, loving kindness, compassion. It's the open channel where there's no the. Passion to possess or get something out of the other, the passion to prove oneself as worthy, you know, the instinct to keep people away, put them in, a, you know, shut them down or do a deal, all that natural trembling, which surely we'll experience. Just stay steady in. You know, Acknowledging these, relaxing these, relinquishing these, let the heart express itself. And it will always express itself in these in these ways. It won't come with the words written on it. So, Again, yeah, what is this? It's, it's like isn't it in the books? It doesn't do it like that. It's it's a heart experience. But what you'll notice, and it's the common refrain to do with these Brahma-viharas, it's abundant, it's rich, it's not starved, it's measureless, it's not comparing and contrasting. Should you, ought to, is it good enough, am I good enough, does he deserve it, it doesn't do that. It's measureless, it's abundant, it's uplifted, there's a sense of the, the rising, that imparts dignity and respect to all beings is lifted, freed from hatred and ill will, free from either directing ill will out or feeling ill will is coming your way. And so this particularly, very, very significant in social circumstances, often people are trying to placate the other thinking that if they don't do good enough the other will not like them <laughs> or or disapprove of them so they're kind of trying to put on something to come up to them, and they don't actually know so we infer a kind of unwelcomeness that we're always dealing with in our relationship with other people nobody feels safe nobody feels welcome with each other is it possible to acknowledge this Oh, I too have felt that. I too have been there. Perhaps he's, had, he's experiencing that with me. <laughs> Could we just say we let each other off the hook? You know, you don't have to be anything. You don't have to deserve anything or perform anything or do anything. To I'm not you know to make me like you. Could we let each other off? And then "Then that, oh, what I'm interested in, what I'm really interested in, is that you find your center of heart and don't leave it. Don't leave it for my sake. Don't leave it for anything. And that center of your heart is not a self. (laughs) It's beyond the self-image. which is a kind of a casing around the heart as I've tried to suggest so this must be our most fundamental wish that everything else supports and leads up to so I'll pause there